Welcome, those of you that like sports. This is What's Up Doc, episode 28, and we probably just experienced the greatest weekend of sports ever in my life, honestly. I could not have had a more fun weekend of watching football uh, or keeping up with scores. I, I'm excited for this talk. We're gonna This episode's about the NFL, let's be honest. We might talk a little college football, but mostly NFL talk. Hey, guys, how are we feeling? Well, when you said, welcome, those of you who like sports, I was wondering what I was even doing on this podcast because I realized after this weekend that I'm <laughs> sorry, I don't like sports. Uh, no, I'm, oh, just no. I'm just kidding. Um, it is. Uh, it was a rough weekend, but I'm past it already. We're on to week two. Um, I will talk open and honestly about what happened this weekend. Um, I, I, won't okay. pull back, I won't pull any punches, but I also won't be that guy that overreacts and says uh get rid of the whole regime um so i won't be that guy um because i hate those guys and i will not be one of them dan how about you oh no yeah dan how are you feeling i there was a moment like two o'clock on sunday afternoon and i told john michael i watched the games at john michael's house john michael's parents house and we just had to put on red zone for a little bit because I had my joy had been stolen and I wasn't I couldn't remember why I was looking forward to football it was like all hope had been lost and it was it was a bummer luckily football is back and I can't you know put all of my feelings into one game I, it was a shock. It was like a jolt of cold water in my soul. Um, but hey, you know, that's the game we love. And I'm excited to talk about it. I'm also excited that there is no preparation that has to go into this for me. I love football. I breathe football. I'm ready to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before we go into it, you know, let me just say, how could you not love watching the Dolphins play this weekend? Whether you're a fan or not, that was probably, that was by far the best game this weekend. Uh, and... Tua, I probably ranked him too low. Let's be honest. He's a he's a top three quarterback in the league. Uh, with that, let's just let's just go into our conversation. This is going to be fun. All right, we're here, and uh, so let's just let's kind of I don't know. Let's go through this. Uh, we can kind of talk game by game. Uh, we might have more to say or less to say for each game, uh, but we're going to start with with game one from Thursday. You know, we kind of previewed it. Uh, you guys had the Chiefs winning. I did take the Lions. The Lions did eke it out 21-20. Uh, the Chiefs receivers really did not help Patrick Mahomes at all. He was We would have been better out there for him, honestly, uh, than the receivers that they had. Uh, but what do you guys think? What, what went wrong for the Chiefs, or what did the Lions do right? I, I, I will go ahead and start very quickly. I believe I had Matthew Stafford in my top 10 for quarterbacks. And I think everyone forgot that Matthew Stafford is a really darn good quarterback. Um, was really impressed with him and, and the offense of the Lions. Nick, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, Kadarius, Tony, like, wait, I mean, wait, wait, he wait, should, wait, 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 you said you Matthew, said Ma- are you talking, did you mean Jared Goff? You said Matthew Yeah, Stafford. whatever, man. I'm so, <laughs> okay. Can we start over? I went through it last week. I get it. No, Listen. no, no, no. Keep it in. <laughs> Matthew Stafford, no. Jared Goff is a great quarterback, <laughs> and I did have Jared Goff in my top 10. Um, okay. 
All right, I'm all – Terry's Tony should be bagging my groceries right now at Publix. It is what it is. The poor <laughs> – the Chiefs might I might be in serious trouble if Travis Kelsey doesn't yeah. come back. Um, it'll be interesting to see what what they have because, I mean, everyone – over-under on Pacheco was nuts. It was like 55, I think, total yards. It was very much under. Um, they didn't look great. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, but like – I mean, we see what Tua can do with, with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell. And I don't see how Patrick Mahomes um, – I mean, of course, I don't want to over-exaggerate, right? They're defending Super Bowl champs. Um, but I think the, the Lions shocked me. I did not think they were going to be able to go into Arrowhead and win that game, um, even though the Chiefs didn't have Kelsey. Um, so we'll see. But that was a it was a shock for me. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I, I was stunned. I mean – oh, wait, you go, Jam. You go. No, I, I, I think that the, yeah, the Thursday night game was a ton of fun. I thought, um, I thought it was a great introduction to football. I thought both teams played sloppy. Uh, like I thought that the lions, uh, although they won the game and played good, I thought that they could have played better. They had some mistakes obviously. Um, and they could have easily, easily lost that game, um, and given it away. But they didn't. They drove down the field with a great fourth quarter drive. They seized the moment, which I didn't think that they were going to be able to do. And this is a new Lions team, new Lions regime. Um, and they should be fun to watch. I think that they're probably the favorites uh, in the NFC North after that game. I was super impressed with their defense. For sure. Um, listen, Kansas City is going to get it together. Uh, they're in all likelihood still going to win their division. Uh, but yeah, they, they need receivers. And uh, Travis Kelsey is really, really important. Um, he'll be back, and uh, and I think the Chiefs will get it together. So, yeah, yeah, not much more for me to add. You know, I think I think this is the first time the Chiefs missed Tyree Kill, uh, and it was because they didn't have Travis Kelsey. And so, you know, I I was I just think having like Travis Kelsey is just such a big threat on the field that when he's gone, it kind of lets the defense play a little bit more free. Um, so hopefully, he's you know. Love that guy. Hopefully he uh, heals up soon, comes back. Uh, but yeah, that division looks a little weird with the with the Raiders on top and everyone else uh, with the loss. It's a little little upside down. Um, but okay, so with that, let's just gonna you know we probably won't talk about every game. No one wants to know about the Ravens and Texans. That game was what it was. Uh, but Browns and Bengals. Okay, this is AFC North stuff. Uh, I did not see the Bengals looking so terrible. Uh, and I mean, I understand Joe Burrow was hurt in the preseason, but I really didn't think that they would look this bad. And I don't no, know if it was Nick, partially the weather. Nick, Nick, but Nick, don't yeah, don't damn. let this be overreaction Monday for you. Let's let's take it to okay. even. <laughs> the Bengals are going to be okay. fine. We knew that this was well. At least I thought that this could possibly happen. Yeah, the you weather, you called this. You could the weather. <laughs> the weather did no favors. Uh, and listen, the Bengals lost some guys. Joe Burrow didn't get a full preseason like last year. Uh, they have a history of not coming out and playing really well. Last season they started zero and two, um, and so and Joe Burrow That's is true. one in five all time against the Browns. So like the Browns have his number. So that's something that, yeah, he's never yeah. won in Cleveland. Yeah. Wow. So, um, yeah, but the, I think, like I said, the Bengals are going to be okay. Um, they get some good weather. They get it some time to put some things together. Um, I still think they're a very good team. And I still think the Browns are going to do Browns things. You know, even the Browns, they didn't, they didn't play great. Uh, it was just the Bengals played that much worse. Joe Burrow had like 80 yards passing. It was yeah. horrible. Yeah. So. yeah, pretty bad. 
pretty bad week for them. Browns, shocking that they won by so much, I felt like. Uh, I don't know if this was, I, I, I mean, this was a surprise to me and JM. Dan called this, the Bucks beat the Vikings 20-17. to 17. Baker Mayfield getting a start, pulling it out. I, I, when I watched that game, the biggest thing to me was the Vikings missed Dalvin. Kirk Cousins threw like 50 times. They had no running game. They could have used Dalvin. That's how I felt. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, and I, I'm not, I'm not a Baker believer by any means, but I do think it's worth noting that this is by far the best wide receiver core he's had since he's been in the NFL. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't think Amari Cooper was in Cleveland near his near the end of his career there. Um, yeah, he wasn't. I honestly couldn't name like his favorite, you know, his number one wide receiver then. Um, and you know, Mike Evans is, is a, is a baller. Um, Chris Godwin's a baller. I think those guys Mm -hmm. had a, had a chip on their shoulder and the defense didn't look half bad. I mean, I, you know, we, we've talked on and on about, you know, Kirk cousins and this wasn't even a primetime game. Lord knows what they're going to look like on Thursday night in Philadelphia. (laughs) Um, but yeah, no, I think, you know, week one is, is one of those weeks where teams um, can, you know, outperform expectations. They went in there. They knew that no one thought that they were going to win. And I mean, this team won a Super Bowl not too long ago. Granted, Tom Brady isn't there yeah. anymore. Um, but Bruce Arians is, you know, still the head coach, right? Unless I'm completely off. So, um, you know, well-coached team. I, so I was no, happy to see it's that. It's been Todd Bowles for a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, he's the... Yeah, it's Todd Bowles. Uh, whatever, it's Todd man. Bowles' second year. Shocker, okay. Dan forgot another name, but whatever. No, you're good, well, Dan. Coach it's Todd okay. Bowles is a good coach. <laughs> yes. Yes. Anything you want to add, Jam? Uh, no. I uh, I was I feel bad for Kirk Cousins. That's one takeaway um, because he didn't play bad, and you know they just don't have a defense. They the Vikings do not. They cannot stop anybody. They cannot. Stop I mean, twenty points. Anybody. That's not. Twenty no, points is not a lot of points, though. They only scored seventeen. It's a and lot they of ha- points. No, it's a lot of points when you're talking about a Baker Mayfield run team. Okay, that doesn't have right, a. That's run fair, game. but I just. Okay, uh, yeah. All right, all right. Uh, okay, the next game I have is the one that we may spend. This is a therapy session at this point. It's the Niners and the Steelers. Okay, final score: Niners thirty, Steelers seven. Uh, let it out. How are you feeling? Tell me, be honest. Tell me what you're thinking. Um, I feel disappointed. Um, I think that's the word for it. I'm, I'm not angry. I'm not sad. I'm just disappointed. Um, and here's here's what I'm going to say. Like I said, I'm not going to overreact. Uh, let's talk about the facts as they are. Okay, San Francisco. Okay. San Francisco is healthy, which they usually aren't uh, like completely healthy. They are completely healthy and they have the best defense in the league. And uh, honestly, we have a horrible offensive coordinator. I mean, we didn't get a first down for like the first five possessions. We ran 15 plays without a first down, uh, which was just infuriating. And that's not all on the offensive coordinator, but our concepts are just so basic they're like high school concepts i mean it's it's unbelievable um listen kenny pickett uh i'm disappointed i thought that he would be better but listen i i still think that he's the guy although i am less convinced that he is the guy i will admit that (laughs) 
Um, he's got to show me something. Like he, I think that he has it, uh, but he's got to show something. And he's got 16 weeks to do it, or else there are seven quarterbacks that are going to be drafted in the first round this upcoming year. So he's got to show Hang it. Hang on, I'm going to – JM, I just wanted to know – I just want you to know, last week you called me crazy for even considering that a concept. So are you saying you've come around to the fact that if Kenny Pickett doesn't doesn't show that he's a little bit better, no, okay. that you guys need to draft someone else? I'm being a realist. I'm being a realist. And what I'm saying is okay. that I believe that Kenny Pickett is the guy. I still do. Um, yeah, I get but that. But I'm saying like, okay, he's got, this is a business. Like this is a business. And yeah. Fans are showing up to watch these games and they're paying $450 to watch Red Zone so they can watch out-of-market games like me and Dan. And we're going Steelers home. Steelers feeling- are not going to the game. They are selling their tickets to 49ers fans in the lower bowl. I'll get to that, that preview for my but reaction. Yeah. <laughs> but, that was bad. But, that was bad. But, I did see that. But we're like paying this money to watch our team and they – just disappoint us. They just don't show up. I mean, yeah. I I thought that we could like at least make it a game. And listen, the, on a high on on a different note, listen, San Francisco played great. Purdy was really efficient. He's a great quarterback for them. Fits the system great. Uh, everybody in the NFC should be scared of the 49ers if they stay healthy. Um, and. Uh, and yeah, so we, we went against the toughest team that we're probably going to play on our schedule all year. So, but that was the measuring stick. I mean, that was the measuring stick. Like, that's where we are. So we have got to uh, improve a lot. So, uh, and and before you look up our schedule, Nick, we don't play the Chiefs. Oh, we, don't play, we don't play the Bills. We don't play the Dolphins. We don't play the Jets. Uh, you play the Jags. They didn't yeah. look great, though. So, yeah, San Francisco is... is I, I, I wasn't sure if you... Yeah, they probably are the best team you'll play this year. So, yeah, that was the measuring <laughs> stick. And Dan, we are, we, we've, got a, we've got a lot to go before we can consider ourselves elite. So, uh, But yeah. I think that we can get there. It's just... It's, uh, it's, it's a process, and it's very slow. Yep. Go ahead, Dan. <laughs> it's going to be okay. Dan, tell us, tell us how you're feeling. Yeah, I feel betrayed by Mike Tomlin, by Matt Canada, who should not be allowed back in the city of Pittsburgh. When you have a utility tight end who you only drafted because he's the brother of your defensive tackle who's now hurt, who hasn't been hurt in six years. We'll talk about that. Cam, hope you get better. We need you. Um, If you have a utility tight end and literally you only bring him in when you're going to run Najee through the tackles, which God knows why we were trying to run through the tackles against San Francisco. Like you may as well just hold a sign to the 49ers defense and say, Hey, we're running it through the tackles. Like I, they literally Connor Hayward didn't see the field unless they were calling that play. And Najee looked terrible. Um, I, I could talk about that. Um, I could talk about how Kenny Pickett looked amazing at the end of last year. You know, we talked multiple times about how he had no interceptions, um, kept his interceptions down. I should say, you know, he was a rocky start at the beginning, got it together. Um, touchdown interception ratio was great. Um, that was 
shocking. Um, like he wasn't just missing guys. Like we could talk about schemes all we want, but there were several times where he missed a guy that was open. He threw it behind, he threw it high, missed a wide open guy. Um, you know, he was rolling right, just wide open. I think it was Allen Robinson was like jumping up and down and just didn't see him, um, which is fine. You know, I could talk about that, but I won't. Um, I just, I think like, I was so sad to turn on that game. It's our first home game since 2014, right? This is the most we we have, as, as Steelers Nation have been excited about our football team in so long. And we're playing, you know, borderline best team in the NFC, right? And all of these old, retired Steelers fans who are probably living in Naples now that are holding on to their season tickets, um, and selling them on Ticketmaster to 49ers fans. Like, it literally looked like, like, <laughs> there were more. It was, like, 40, it was bad, Nick. The whole yeah, blower was bowl bad. was red. It was all yeah. red. And you couldn't have, you could have played Renegade at any point in that game, and there would have been like three terrible towels in the end zone twirling. Like, it was yeah. absolutely pitiful. And, you know, Mike. Mike should have gotten the boys fired up. I I really didn't see any change of pace. I mean, TJ, I love you, TJ. You're the best defensive player in the league. Um, and he, I don't know, man. I'm I'm so sad. He he did everything he could to try to keep you guys in that. He did. And look, like TJ's going to be TJ, right? But he needs help, and it sucks yeah. that Cam's out now. I think uh, Liao is also hurt. Um, so, I mean, I never would have thought that we'd be facing a must-win game going into week two. But, like, literally, if we lose on Monday night, um, season's over. If the Browns have more fans there on Monday night, I will literally – I don't know what I'll do. Um, but this is a – I don't even know if any Pittsburgh fans listen to this show besides my wife and, and John Michael's grandpa. But, um, goodness <laughs> gracious, we need to fill that stadium um, – or else, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. and I want to, and I just so look. Say, I'm not. Listen, I yeah, want to say on. one more. On, I want to say one more thing, and Nick, I think it's better if our friendship if you just move on to the Miami game. But um, well, listen, I, I'm not going to say anything terrible. I promise. Okay, great. Just let me. Here's I, what I, here's I, what I'm going to say. I I am sad for one person most, and I mentioned this to Dan the other day. Uh, I am sad for Omar Khan, who is our new GM who put together a heck of a roster, changed the roster over, something that Steeler fans could get excited about, and that is how we play. That is how the coaches choose to utilize this very, very talented roster. Uh, It was disgusting. So, Nick, the floor is yours. I think the only thing we can do... No, 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 one more thing. The only thing we can do is offer half... We, we have to offer half-price Primani sandwiches similar to what Washington did with the half-price hot dogs to get the fans in. Like It's sad that there were more Commanders fans in that god-awful organization cheering on their team than there were Steelers fans in Akershore. And you know what? Screw Akershore. Rename it Heinz Field or the whole season's done for. That That is the type of of attitude change we need, all right? Oh, that, that, it's – it's come to this, and it, they yeah. should have never changed the name, anyways. Nick, go ahead. I didn't even, I didn't even realize they changed the name. Yeah, look. So, uh, if I'm being honest, I didn't, I didn't really get to start watching the games, the one o'clock games, until like two ish. 
Uh, and I, I didn't obviously get the Steelers game. I have a Hulu gives you like the NFL network and they kind of like jump around. Uh, and so the first highlight I saw of the game was around like the three ish minute mark in the second half. But the very first thing I noticed, Dan, was what you were saying. Like the, I, they, they pan and they, you can kind of see people in the stands. And I just noticed so many red shirts. I could not believe that like the Niners had so many fans in the stands because I mean, growing up, you'd see games in Pittsburgh and it's nothing but terrible towels all over the place and black and gold. And it's, yeah, it's crazy. And so, uh, you know, I'm not going to pick, I'm not going to pick on, on the team. Uh, it was a rough week. It is probably the best team you're going to play. Um, but I, you know, the only thing I'm going to say is I did try to tell you to temper your expectations with the preseason stuff because it's not the same pressure. And Kenny Pickett started to look good at the end. Like he had a good end of half drive, but the score was 20 to nothing. And so the pressure's off at that point because you're down 20 points to arguably one of the better teams in the league or one of the best teams in the league. Uh, and so the expectation to come back is not there. Um, and so you can play a little bit more loose. And so I'm really interested to see how he comes out and plays in this next week against, against Cleveland. You know, can he, can he play in that looser fashion? He was in the second half, clean up the mistakes, not throw the picks. Um, cause when you look at his stat line, it doesn't look bad, but when you, when you kind of take it half by half, the first half was so bad besides that last drive that, you know, you, you, you just dig yourself such a big hole that your stats are going to be inflated because you have to play a certain way on the, on the back end. And so, uh, yeah, Dan, I mean, I, I don't know if it's like, we've seen the Steelers start. What was it? Was it Owen six when the dolphins traded you Minka Fitzpatrick? And then you went like nine and seven that year or something crazy. Uh, so we've seen you guys like have rough starts and turn it around. Mike Tomlin's a great coach. Uh, all hopes not lost, but next week is, is going to be a big one and we'll definitely preview it on Thursday. Um, all right. With that, we'll, we'll move on. We'll move on. Uh, we'll move on to what I think uh was the best game of the weekend uh whether or not you're a dolphins fan or a chargers fan uh which was dolphins chargers um and you know i i again uh was able to catch parts of the game i actually couldn't watch the whole thing because our youth ministry meets at that time um but for the parts i was able to catch man we it's it's it makes me sad thinking about last season what the team could have been uh if tua had stayed healthy and it gets me really excited for what the team could be, assuming that this offensive line plays the way it did against a, a pretty good Chargers defense. Um, Tua didn't get sacked. Uh, man, he looks sharp as can be. He's throwing balls on a line, perfect throws. That last last drive uh, could not have been better. And on the flip side, Justin Herbert giving the ball back two minutes under, uh, and he crumbled. And this, this is why I think the Dolphins made the right choice. And I think both teams really made the right choice. Like, But Tua has something in him where he leads this team to victories. And Justin Herbert, I don't, I don't see the wins on the Chargers schedule for how good he's supposed to be. Um, and so, you know, that was his moment. And he, you know, got, uh, what was it? He threw an intentional grounding, got sacked, uh, made a good 10-yard throw, and then got sacked again. And so, you know. I, I don't blame the fourth down play when he got sacked. That's hard. There's a blitz coming. Someone's got to get open and no one did. Uh, but the intentional grounding you cannot have in a two minute drive to try to win the game. Uh, that just kills any kind of momentum they had. And so, you know, I think it looked great. Uh, the Dolphins definitely have the two front runners for MVP right now, post week one. I mean, 
It's only one week, but uh, Tyreek Hill, Tua, great connection. What do you guys want to say? I don't want to say anything, but I feel like I have to. Um, <laughs> yeah, Dolphins. the Dolphins played well. Um, I thought those teams were pretty evenly matched. Um, came down to the last drive of the game. Um, if they play 10 times, it's probably 5-5, five, five, maybe 6-4. Um, and so, you know, I, uh, I was very impressed with Tua. He played really well. Um, and, you know, his darts over the middle to... Uh, just the crossing receivers, like that concept is just so hard for other teams to stop uh, because Watto and Tyreek are so fast. Um, and even some of their other guys are are just just really, really good complementary receivers, complementary weapons. They've got a ton of speed. Um, and so, yeah, I was impressed mostly, you know, Tua did what he was asked to do. And then he clutched up in the last drive uh, through a couple really, really nice balls on on third downs um, to Tyreek. So Tyreek is excellent. He's a great player. Um, he's open pretty much every time he goes out for a route, um, which is such a nice oh weapon to have. Wow, I wish the Steelers had that. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, great win for the Dolphins. Uh, now they have to travel to New England next week, which we'll talk about. Um, on our Thursday rendition of the podcast uh, on Sunday night football. So both of our teams will be in prime time this coming week. And uh, so that's exciting. Yeah. But, but yeah, congratulations. Dolphins look great. Tua look great. Uh, it's a long season. If he stays healthy for 17 games, you guys are going to be excellent. Um, if he doesn't, then uh, then probably similar. Yeah, I don't know what it looks like without Tua. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Dan, what do you have to say? Yeah, no, Tua looked great. I mean, I think the I think the Chargers looked really good too. You know, I think we we already talked about how that division might be a little bit more open. I don't think a week one loss, like I don't think there were any losers, no matter who lost that game. I mean, obviously, yeah, there's a winner and a loser, but I think the Chargers showed a lot of what their offense can look like. Um, you know, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, like studs. Um, not only do you have Austin Eckler, but Josh Kelly like ran the ball really, really well. Um, so I think you know, yeah, Justin Herbert made a couple of boneheaded plays, um, but I believe that those sacks on that last drive were the first two sacks that Miami had the entire game. Um, so, I mean, in terms of getting pressure on, is that not true? I see you shaking your head. They, yeah, they had, I know at, at the very least, they had one other uh, almost safety on Justin Herbert. He, you know, smartly like held the ball out just outside the one yard line and uh, prevented it from being a safety. But I, I know sure. they got good pressure when they blitzed. Uh, they didn't blitz okay. a ton. I, my brain is just clearly melted from all the football I no, watched. I don't good. remember which game is which at this point. Um, but I mean, I I liked what I saw from the Chargers. I mean, they it, w- it was a heck of a game. Um, I think they're still a really scary team. Um, we'll see, you know, kind of how the West shapes out. Um, but yeah, I mean, Tua exceeded my expectations for sure. Uh, he looked really sharp. I mean, y- you can't. I don't know. Like they didn't even have to really answer the is most or like the guy out of the backfield. Like you don't have to. And Tyree kills catching, you know, 11 balls for 220 yards or whatever it is. Um, so we'll see. I mean, we'll see how balanced they are. Obviously, I think I think New England will be a great test. Um, I think they're going to have to run the ball a little bit more in New England. Um, but I mean, I could be wrong. We'll, we'll see how Tua handles that. Obviously, two, you know, two road games to start. Um, 
you know, they're, I, I think, you know, like you said, Nick, if their schedule favors them um, and Tua stays healthy, I mean, I, that's a really scary team in the AFC um, to have to look for in, in November and December. Um, so you should be, you know what, I'm just going to just thank your lucky stars. You sleep a little bit better <laughs> at night. Um, you know, enjoy this, my look, friend. Enjoy I will this. probably have my comeuppance, but let me tell you, it was probably when I looked at the score of the game, I looked at Molly and I'm like, I won't say anything to them. But we will talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> I was. Hey, listen, I, I'm really glad I, you didn't I gave text you guys me your space I, I on Sunday. Have, I would have shattered my phone <laughs> if I'd seen a text from you. Oh no! I think I, um, I thought about saying something, and I'm glad I I'm glad Molly stopped me from doing that. Thank you, Molly. I think if there's one thing that uh, that was evident over the weekend, um, honestly, if there's one thing that was really evident, I think it is uh, yeah. coaching coaching mismatches go a long way. Uh, and I think that was true in both of our games. I thought Kyle Shanahan and really just that whole organization just outcoached the Steelers. Um, they were ready to play. They knew exactly what we were doing uh, from play two on offense when we tried to run a jet sweep and they blew it up and we lost four yards. Um, and that's true for your game too. I have a lot of doubts about Brandon Staley, um, and I think Mike McDaniel is excellent in getting the most out of his guys. Uh, including Tua, like yeah, I mean, he, I he mean, even if him. you think though, like, yeah, even if you think back though, they they got the ball with nine seconds in the first at the end of the first half and scored three points because of a you know they Bro, didn't just take a knee and give oh up the time. My and God. so started. like that you was, look at the score, <clears throat> dude. That was such a you look at the score and that's the game yeah. right there. Yeah. yeah. For the for the people who don't know what we're talking about, you can go watch like the last minute, not even minute. It was like it was like thirty seconds of the first half. It was, yeah. It was so the game was seventeen seventeen, and the Dolphins get the ball back with like thirty seconds left. They make a couple nice plays, but they're at their own forty yard line with sixty yards to go, and. Tua doesn't have the arm strength to get the ball to the end zone from that position. I'm sorry, he doesn't. And literally, J.C. Jackson pushed a Miami receiver in the back when there was nobody else around him. They get a pass interference call, get 30 yards upfield, and are able to kick a field goal to take a 2017 lead. And yeah, as Nick's referring to, the final score was 36-34. Like, that is, that's just... Ah, what are you doing? Like, you got to tell yep. your guys you can't <laughs> do that. <clears throat> yeah. 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 I mean, look, I, you know, I understand things went our way. We also lost a fumble, you know, other stuff happened. But yeah, overall, feeling good. Week two against the Pats, like you said, I think it's honestly, I'm more excited for that game. That game should be two has got Belichick's number. He's got a great record against Belichick uh, and the Patriots. I don't, I just don't believe in them, but we'll talk about it Thursday. Um, all right. So we got, I don't know, one or two more games we want to talk about. Um, it depends. Do you guys want to talk Packers, Bears, Packers 38, Bears 20, big win Not for the really. Packers. You we... guys both had the Bears winning, but we, instead we could talk Cowboys or we could talk the game on right now. Either way. Why don't we each just talk about uh, one more game, surprise or um, okay. just some, one takeaway from the week, one surprise, something. caught me off guard now i have to i have to look i don't know i'll go on a limb and say uh (laughs) sorry sorry here's here's mine is uh 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm lagging too. So every time I talk, I I don't mean to interrupt you guys, but then it already just happens because you're good. Okay, so my takeaway is this: on if you guys listened to the last episode of the podcast for any of our listeners, I said Chicago has to win this game. They have to. Aaron Rodgers is gone. They're at home. They have a new regime. They have to. And and they're not. And and. In Chicago is who they are. They are Chicago, and they're not going to change. They suck. Sorry, Chicago fans. You suck. You have no hope. It's over. And yes, maybe I'm putting my feelings about the Steelers onto you. Don't care. I need to put them somewhere, and I'm displacing them <laughs> on the city of Chicago. You suck. Dan, what's your take? <laughs> I'm caught in between two takes. Um, I'll speak briefly on both. I think, yeah. I, I don't think the Colts are as bad as everyone thinks they're going to be. I think Anthony Richardson could be a serviceable quarterback, which I mean, some people might say, well, no, Dully went in the first round. But I do think that there were some serious question marks surrounding him in an offense with Jonathan Taylor on the PUP. I think Jonathan Taylor might be a little upset that he's not playing because I think he makes that team substantially better and who knows what they would look like with him. I mean, Michael Pittman jr. Looked great. Um, I know he was on my bench in fantasy. Um, so, I mean that, 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 that team could be frisky. I, I chose them to win against the Jags. Um, I stand by that pick, even though they lost, cause it was a great game. Um, you know, Jacksonville, obviously a little bit more finer tuned. Um, and then I'll say my other, not really surprised. I mean, I was kind of shocked that the Reds or the Commanders or whatever they're called now, um, that Washington didn't look as dominant against the Cardinals. Um, I think the Cardinals defense is really like a, is a good defense and it sucks that they have, you know, the offense that they have. Um, but Washington's fun. I mean, like I said, like, you know, the half half price hot dogs or whatever, like the stadium was full. Um, Washington deserves a good team and Sam Howell might be the guy. I'm really interested to see what that progression is like. Um, I don't believe Terry McLaurin started, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so I think, you know, that offense could be interesting and clearly the giants aren't maybe what, uh, okay, whatever. Shocker. I'm wrong again. (laughs) Um, I don't, um, you know, the NFC East might be, obviously the Eagles are there and you know, the, the Cowboys are there too and they look kind of good. Um, so maybe not, I don't know. Washington's fun. That's all I have to say. Yeah. All right. My take, my take is that Cowboys game. Um, oh my goodness. Were you guys drinking that Isaac Sellers Kool-Aid about the giants? Uh, and man, I try to tell you guys and Isaac, I'm telling you now, if you're listening to this, Daniel Jones is not the guy and you guys are screwed because you paid him. Um, man, did he look bad? The Cowboys to their credit looked really good. You know, they, the defense looks good. We'll see if they can keep it up. You know, I feel like every year they do this where they start the season well, they get a couple wins under their belt, uh, and then they start to slowly collapse. And that's when, Dan, you kind of see those Stephen A takes when he's wearing that cowboy hat and he's so making excited. those jokes. Um, but, you know, they they won big this week. They get the Jets next week, who Aaron Rodgers is currently out of the game against the Bills uh, because he hurt his ankle. Um, we'll see if he can play against the – the Cowboys, but you know, the jets, I don't know. They, they might not have such a great start to the season, especially if Aaron Rodgers can't play. Um, so that's probably like my other take right now. It's 13, six though, still a closed game. Um, so the jets defense keeping it, but Zach Wilson, as we know, last year is a mess. And so 
Um, they desperately need Aaron Rodgers back. Um, but yeah, that, that's my take. Any college football that you want to talk about before we, we go, we're nearing the end, I think, of this episode. We don't really need to talk college football if we don't want to. But I just have, I just have one take, and it's this. Uh, the SEC does not look as dominant as what they have in years past. Let's just tell it as it is. A lot of non-conference losses. Um, and so really Georgia yeah. is the team like uh, Georgia's the team that has got to win out for the conference because um, Alabama got handled by Texas. We saw LSU get handled by Florida state. We saw Florida get handled by Utah. Uh, we saw South Carolina get handled by North Carolina. So um, yeah, I mean, in the conference in general just doesn't look good. So um that's not to say i mean they're still probably gonna have one or two teams in uh the final four unfortunately but uh yeah that's my take yeah yeah sleeper team for me would be penn state i think they look really really good i'm spoiled well not spoiled i can only watch the big 10 on peacock um so i watched i've I've watched penn state the last couple weeks and they look really good um I mean, story of college football um, is that, Colorado. Uh, you know, Colorado handled the corn, as Shader Sanders uh, said, you know, we're, we're playing the corn, um, which I think is hysterical. Um, and yeah, no, I mean, listen, I, who knows what they're going to do? I mean, it's Dion. Um, he's going to keep talking his talk and, you know, hopefully walking the walk. But um, I mean, yeah, college football is fun. I, you know, Texas has looked really good too. Um I don't know. I think in, in an expanded Texas playoff scenario, we're going to have a lot of, yeah, well, I don't, I mean, it, it is weird because the <laughs> SEC, like you can't argue yeah. with SEC ball, but just like right now, two weeks in or three weeks in or whatever, like, yeah. you know, there's a lot yeah. of frisky teams out there. So we'll see how it shakes out. For sure. Yeah. My only thing is Colorado, man. You want to talk about a team that's going to have a lot of fun games. Colorado's going to have a lot of fun games. And I don't know if they, are you know first year Dion? Is he able to go through? I mean, they have a gauntlet. They have to play Oregon, who's thirteen, USC, who's number five. They play UCLA, number twenty four, Oregon State, number sixteen, Washington's twenty three, Utah's twelve. Like ranked game after ranked game after ranked game. It is a gauntlet is of a schedule. Awesome. But my goodness, like you want to talk about a, a conference that that's like the SEC usually is like just nothing but ranked game after ranked game. Um, and we don't really get that, you know, you guys, you talked about Georgia, John, Mike, they don't even really play, they don't play Alabama. They don't play LSU. They don't play anyone, uh, man. They don't play anyone this year. And so the only time we're really going to get to see possibly what this Georgia team is, is in the SEC fi- like championship. Um, unless Tennessee decides that they're going to be good this year, but who knows? Um, and you know, we might not, you know, they might not even really see a good team until the college football final, uh, the playoff. Uh, but man, Colorado, what a team I, that I, I'm just going to follow them all year. They, they're so much fun. So yeah. Nicole's aunt and uncle have season tickets and they were at that game on Saturday and I was very jealous that I wasn't there. Um, yeah. and we were supposed oh, to go out there for Thanksgiving, which would have been sweet, but yeah, no. go buffs. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's going to bring us to the end of this episode. We hope you enjoyed. Uh, listen on Spotify. We were close to ads, and then Spotify changed the rules. So really, we need you to tell your friends to watch this, uh, listen to this podcast, listen to these episodes. Uh, yeah, I mean, they'll I get fun sports. Yeah, we're, I mean, look, how could you not enjoy this friendship that we have right here? 
Dan. <laughs> is it hockey season yet? No, it's not. But go Panthers. All right. All right. With that, say bye, guys. We'll We'll catch you on Thursday. Bye, everybody. So long. Bye.